0: Hello. Hello. Oh, is she telling you that it's recording?
1: Yeah, recording in progress.
0: I'm like, uh, uh, uh,
1: why? Wow, it's uh it's not creepy at all. It doesn't feel like we're being taken over by the robot overlords or anything.
0: Yeah, I think the reason they started doing that was because people don't mm. know that it's actually recording. Yeah, despite the like image in the corner, right. <Yeah>.
1: Well, then the odd thing about that too is, you know, there was a meeting at Zoom, like before Mm -hmm. that feature was ever launched, uh, just to talk about like, how big should we make that logo? Because we don't want it to be imposing. Like we don't want it to take over the Uh screen, but we want to be big enough where, where just about any user is going to be able to tell, oh yeah, it's recording. We want it to be obvious. And And, I glance up and I see it. Yeah. And now they're like, oh God, we have to. Make sure that everything is ready to go for every human on the planet. Yeah. And yeah, you still have that crowd that's like, did it record? And it's like, yeah, didn't look in the corner. And like, no, I was uh, checking my email and stuff. And It's like, oh, okay, so you weren't really even like in the- You crowd. were
0: paying attention. You weren't here in this meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: welcome to this week and, and episode two. I, um, I'm Matt.
0: I'm Celine. We are your hosts. Welcome. Yeah. Woo! Ooh, we remembered this time
1: yeah this sure is peculiar. Forgot. yeah oh for sure i don't think we said anything last time we're great at this this is peculiar pairings we're gonna put two things together that don't seem like they should food wise and story wise one person who knows what they're talking about and one person who doesn't know a goddamn thing yeah so uh that's the basis of this and um I'm gonna start just by talking about what we're actually enjoying, or hopefully Yeah, enjoying. take it away. For anyone who who the like one person who listened last week, still going on like a theme of of fall, and you know, we're getting into like Halloween. So I thought I'd go with more of a sweet treat. And and this uh, will come
0: out in October, so
1: it's perfect. not exactly. off course there. I mean, you know, we're not gonna lift too much behind the curtain I'm. Mean, it is <laughs> October oh well I guess technically. anyway <laughs> um, so also there was a theme you talked about this week we're going to be talking about mirrors and yes. I kind of wanted to do that I'm going to be posting pictures of the treats themselves but uh, this didn't work exactly the way I wanted <laughs> it to my original thought when you first mentioned that was I wanted it to have like a silvery look you know, I wanted the oh. drink to look, yeah. And then I realized I have no concept of how to even begin to do that. I'm sure somebody who's like a confectionary genius could find some kind of like silver plating candy type of thing. I have neither yeah. the time nor <laughs> the energy to do that. So what You're I am not did,
0: that fancy here.
1: I would like to be, but I don't even know where to begin to do that. And I wasn't gonna do, I didn't have the, the, the wherewithal to research that much. Um, You know,
0: maybe in the future
1: someday, but that is not today. For sure. sure. Well, yeah, when you're working full time, you know, and trying to do this, uh, this is about as good as it's going to get for now. That's so true. But so the idea was that with the concept of the mirror in mind, I thought I would try to play the drink and the treat off of that concept. So there is uh, the drink is sort of a a mix of uh, salted caramel Baileys as the base um, and then added a Mm -hmm. chocolate liqueur on top of that. uh, And then basically any kind of honey. I know, I believe you used actual honey. I went with Honey Jameson, or not Honey Jameson. uh, Jim Beam, and- Yeah, um,
0: I couldn't find any sort of honey whiskey and I'm not the struggle is so real in my life yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I think, last week, but not as bad.
1: I don't think you're going to regret that because what I got over here is quite strong. Uh, and I know that we, we talked a little bit about that. We both like strong drinks. Um, this is still pretty sweet and tasty. So I, I think it still works, but it is uh, it's quite strong. Um, yeah,
0: I did mine with whiskey and just added some actual honey in it. And it is, it is very strong. So we'll see how sober we are by the end of this.
1: Right. If we keep
0: drinking. So that'll Although be an adventure. Actual,
1: adding actual honey sounds like a really good move. I, I kind of regret not going that route now. but But it, it's, it's not a bad drink.
0: It was a choice that was made. And I'm not sure about it. Only because <laughs> of the honey that I used. It's honey from my dad's bees.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: It's more like a royal jelly. So as I was mixing it, I'm like, oh, this was a bad idea. (laughs) This isn't melting into the drink. So it got like a little clumpy and then it finally mixed in. But it took me a while. It's good, though.
1: Speaking of clumpy, I don't think I nailed it with the treat this week (laughs) because one it absolutely looks horrifying. <laughs> the way that I have it, the way I have it set up, is uh, neither with presentation nor with actual ingredients does it look attractive at all. I did take a couple bites; tastes fine, but I'm it already noticing. Good. I'm already noticing one major problem, which is with using the shells fudge. With both the caramel and the chocolate, it is already turning back into a liquid, even with being <laughs> in the fridge for forty minutes. So yeah. I am I am again happy that I went with the wax paper because at least it's catching everything. Um, yeah,
0: I tried to make mine look nice, and I'm sending you a photo, and I'll put it on Instagram. I tried to make it look nice and like it had a presentation, mm-hmm. but it kind of feels a little bit like those baking fails a little bit like oh yeah you can tell I'm not a professional
1: oh my god in no. any sort of cooking oh. capacity oh I, I don't I don't even want to send you mine now oh my god yours <laughs> are professional by comp oh no I can't I can't wait to put this up I'm like oh Instagram. they're bad don't look
0: at them
1: oh you have no idea uh, Mine that's just the looks, Instagram
0: look. I went in later and added more and it just looks like treats you would serve children.
1: Yours looks like you tried. Mine, oh my God. You oh God. Here. I'm gonna put mine up there too. And and again, we'll put these on Instagram, but wow, it literally is no comparison.
0: Yes. I so what I did is I did the like smuckers fudge and like the jar.
1: Her, that I so thought I saw. You were like saying sm- that yeah.
0: Yours is like runny. I'm like, ooh, maybe maybe I get the jar so I can yeah. spread it more like a peanut butter. Yeah. Which did good work. Move. So I'd suggest that. Good move. And then it kind of helps contain the caramel because that was very runny. It's good though. I enjoyed its tastiness. 10 stars. Okay, maybe not 10, but still, I, I enjoyed that. it.
1: It's, uh, yeah, the... I'm, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with a sort of s'mores-based concept. That's um, true. And the salted caramel actually worked out better than I thought it would. But mine was, the idea was to make it a mirror of the drink. So the base was a graham cracker, double... Uh, yeah, double a uh, line of chocolate, and then a single line of caramel topped with some salt. And... Uh, I uh, see. Yes. I yeah, see. see, I see what you did there. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's sort of it's sort of, and then when I made my drink, I even took the picture so that it kind of you could Kinda see the like chocolate the on the bottom it. a little bit. I was really hoping that it would just magically make this perfect like triple layer thing. Did not work, but there the, is a little bit trick. of a gradient.
0: The trick I've learned is, and I learned this from working at Starbucks actually is you have a spoon to kind of like gently layer
1: oh, it on. I will say I did, I was aware that there is a trick, but keeping yeah. with my theme of doing as little work as possible, <laughs> I did not look it up.
0: Yes. Well, now, you know, I am here with my vast Perfect. knowledge.
1: Well, then I'm going to incorporate that into Especially when it comes to drinks. Nice. At least yeah. coffee <laughs>
0: drinks. <laughs> and now we know.
1: It's, yeah. And you know, that, uh, that's half the battle of life. So uh, that is
0: true. I am going
1: to let you introduce the story and I'm going to take one more bite before they get completely All liquefied. Right.
0: So going in a little bit of a different direction today, I actually have a PowerPoint and I will put these images on social media so everyone else can
1: gaze upon them. I feel like I'm like really at like school and I'm doing like online learning.
0: Oh, it's just images. And I let PowerPoint do everything else. So once again,
1: you're already ahead of me in like preparation.
0: I'm very organized when it comes to like work type things. I'm not organized in my normal everyday life. Like I lose stuff all the time, oh. but <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about mirrors. So. I'm going to get into a little bit of the history and then I got a great story for you to follow up with it. Oh boy. Mirrors. Such wonderful things. The first mirrors ever used were likely pools of water or just where water was still and you could look into the very murky reflection of yourself. Wow. Because they had nothing else.
1: Right. Pretty rudimentary technology, but you use what's available to you, I suppose.
0: I mean, we're talking a very long time ago, right. so I wouldn't expect anything super crazy at this point in time because the earliest manufactured mirrors were polished stone, which was obsidian oh. and volcanic glass, and I didn't find a date for that a long-ass time ago. That's when it was right. used.
1: <laughs> Whenever they, humans first started, like, developing tools, one of the first humans, things they did was be like, I want to see myself.
0: When humans first roamed the earth and they discovered fire, they then discovered pool reflections.
1: <laughs> they, discovered, year, they discovered vanity.
0: They, <laughs> in 4000 BC, they started using polished copper, which was then brought into ancient Egypt in 3000 BC. In China, they started using bronze in around 2000 BC, and in Central and South America, that's when they were using stone around that same time. By the Bronze Age, they had bronze mirrors and other mirrors made from other stones like copper, silver, basically whatever you could find.
1: Well, and it's weird looking at the images that you're That you're displaying because it's like they don't look reflective at all and granted i'm assuming these are like from from dig sites and stuff but it's hard to imagine that they would ever get to a point where they could be reflective
0: yeah and you can get metal to be reflective but the process for like sanding it takes so long and then over time just the air and like your fingerprints patina it so it dirties up the metal then you got to like clean it again. It's a whole process. It never ends. Ugh,
1: it's a whole thing. I know. It just goes to show you how vain humans really are. Where they're like, I'm going to go through this so that I just can look so at I myself.
0: so I can look at myself. Yeah.
1: It was the first Instagram.
0: It kind of was. Kind of yeah. was. Uh, during the Roman Empire, they commonly used silver for their mirrors. And it was so common that even servants had them. Ooh, la la. I know, silver, so fancy. Yeah. And they switched the metal a few centuries ago to a specula metal, which is two thirds copper and a third tin, which was more reflective. And that's like what they used in telescopes. Ooh. So that then became very expensive.
1: (laughs) Because it was being used in telescopes?
0: Well, because it was just like, more rare to find you had to like mm. make the mixture of the metals and because it was so reflective and they used it for telescopes they're like
2: mm.
0: <laughs> now nah, we're gonna quarter the market on this
1: yeah you're doing telescope quality yeah you gotta pay more for that
0: yeah and anything made of metal required frequent polishing so
1: you did say speculum right
0: yes all right that is what the name of the it's
1: a medical metal mixture thing.
0: is called. Mm. That was the only detail it gave me. It's like it was used in telescopes and nothing else. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Cool. I question that, but I'm not going to look into it. <laughs> not today. <laughs>
1: That should be the tagline of the entire podcast.
0: I'm I question that, but I'm it,
1: not going to look into it. Into it. I'm going to put that <laughs> we'll on, put a it on a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> bronze was considered the worst metal to use for this because oh, good, it wasn't very reflective. Stone was by far the worst. So, you know,
1: that was probably <laughs> the cheapest. For, for anyone who's been outside and looked at a rock. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell that stone isn't going to be the best mirror.
0: Yeah. In the first century, so getting closer to modern times. Oh boy. That is when they started using glass. And that was thanks to the development of the lime soda glass and glass blowing. Sweet. Yeah. I was trying to find more detail as to how they made it exactly. Mm -hmm. But... That was not super clear to me. What they used to do is they would blow one large bubble and then cut it into a circular section. But because it was from like a glass bubble, the image was pretty distorted because it had that curve to it.
1: Right.
0: Which it evolved. It got better. Then in France, they began to make flat mirrors. They... Blew a giant bubble, spun it around really quickly to flatten it, and then it was cut into rectangles. This was then made better by the Germans and then perfected by the Venetians.
1: Ooh, I like the idea of like glass pizza.
0: <laughs> I kind of do too. Do they just like set it on a thing and then just like spin it around real quick? Like,
1: well, right. Because if they're doing glass blowing, I mean, first of all, it's ridiculous enough that somebody first thought, Hey, let's take this molten piece of like melted rock and put it on the end of this tube, and then I'm gonna blow and into blow it. Blow into it, yeah. And then spin it around real fast to make it flat. They must have set it on some kind of plate or something.
0: Yeah, I think they had to. So, and Venice is well known for their glass blowing methods. So it does not surprise me that they took this technique that everyone else was using and are like, we can do better. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: not surprised at all.
1: And the Germans were like, well, we have to get in on this. They can do glass blowing.
0: They did it before Venice did. And then Venice took it and was like, we can do better. (laughs) But the Germans said they could do better than the French. So are we surprised?
1: That's pretty pompous. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The Venetian method then became to blow a glass cylinder, cut off the ends. Wow. And then cut along the cylinder and unroll it that onto like a hot flat plate so then instead of trying to spin around this blob of hot sand (laughs) and you know i don't know how well that works i can imagine that like stuff starts to like fly out at least in my mind that's how that works
1: i can see how they're going for it and they're like we Mm -hmm. want one we're sick of this circle and cutting into the rectangle bullshit we want one big solid mirror
0: one long thing
1: yeah, leave it to the Venetians. They got yeah, the blinds, so then, they got the mirrors.
0: I know. They then adopted putting lead on the back of the glass oh, for mirrors. Oh, okay. Which...
1: <laughs> yeah, this is, is when people started going crazy.
0: It, it is. And they started doing this closer to the 11th century. By then, most of it was then done in Spain. But before then, the Venetians had a corner on the market so, like, no one else could do it. Because, I mean, if you're going to do it right, you make do it ve- so no one else can.
1: Exactly. You do it the Venetian way, baby. It's mm-hmm. so weird to me that it, like, moved around I know. in that fashion. where, And then even Spain, they're like, well, Spain isn't even doing it themselves. Like, Venice is just outsourcing some of their shit to Spain. They're like, well, we're, we're the top of it. Like, we're going we're gonna to outsource some of the shittier work to the Spaniards.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely closer to what ended up happening. Nice. During the Renaissance, this is when they developed the fire gilding technique. So they could then produce a highly reflective coat of tin for the backing over the glass. So, like what we have now, more.
1: Okay, good. So, yeah, they got rid of, they got away from the lead as fast as possible. Like, I'm assuming they didn't realize that lead was bad.
0: They, they did, like but in a way, better. it got worse.
1: Oh boy! <laughs>
0: because this is when they coated it in tin mercury amalgam.
1: Oh <laughs> okay, good. So, so I we're trading out, out wood for
0: mercury Great. at this
1: point, Great. and they were
0: evaporating the mercury with heat, so it could then oh. produce that thin layer.
1: And so it's just going into the air. <laughs>
0: Yeah, during this time that was just very expensive and they had really fancy decorative frames and everything.
1: Well, and I'd like so. I am I'd say I'm surprised I haven't heard of this before, but Mad Mirrorer doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well as Mad Hatter.
0: It does not. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of similar practices with Mercury. You know, like- just slowly poisoning yourself. It's fine.
1: Although I do, yeah, I do like. The idea of how different Alice in Wonderland might have been if the crazy dude at the tea party was making mirrors and shards of glass rather than ash. Just has
0: like a mirror maze <laughs> in the middle of everything you're like I just want to go home. Why? I
1: actually really like that and he's like step into my maze oh it's crazy <laughs> in here. Oh, so he just, like, like
0: ch- pops out around corners. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that'd be, like, a terrifying haunted house. And it'd, Oh, yeah, ride. no,
1: I like this idea. We should call um Tim Burton and have him make a new Alice in Wonderland movie with a new, like, a cousin of the Mad Hatter who makes mirrors, but he can, like, jump yes. between them. Copyright Ooh. 2020. What year is it? 2021. <laughs> Whatever.
2: It's
0: 2021.
1: It's fine. Yeah. Look us up, Tim Burton. We got an idea for you.
0: We do. Actually... It kind of makes me think of um, that part in Phantom of the Opera where he like drops down and there's like all the mirrors and you see like the phantom in all the different like corners and he can't tell like mm. where he is.
2: <laughs>
1: so he
0: keeps like smashing these mirrors trying to like find him. I could see I, that.
1: I do vaguely remember that.
0: Yes, that's that's what I picture anyway. Moving forward in time. To the late industrial revolution, the wow. ribbon machine was invented, which then allowed glass to be produced in mass panes. So it then became very inexpensive to own a mirror. Ah. I think it still had the whole like tin mercury amalgam backing <laughs> on it so that I don't think that got better. for ben. now.
1: Yeah, now it's just on the scale of a giant factory. So they're making huge warehouses yeah. of mercury laden bullshit
0: oh yeah
1: okay great just going off into the atmosphere yes
0: in 1835 this then brought the invention of the silver glass mirror so like what we have today ah. thanks to german chemist justice von liebig
1: shut up his name was justice
0: yes <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Exactly. It's, not, it's
1: not necessarily spelled justice, it's not but
0: spelled justice, but I imagine oh, maybe it looks more like Augustus, that it's oh, justice.
1: May, maybe it's Eustace.
0: Oh, it's probably Eustace. And I'm just really bad at German spelling. Nah,
1: screw today. it. He's justice.
0: <laughs> justice on Liebig.
1: Oh man, he needs a better last name, but I'm totally down for justice.
0: Yes. So yeah. he invented the wet disposition process, which is putting a thin layer of metallic silver onto the glass and then using a chemical reduction to thin it.
1: You said wet disposition. Yes. Okay. That is
0: what it is
2: called.
1: It sounds like the most like highfalutin way to call someone a wet blanket. <laughs> he has got quite a wet you disposition? Wet disposition. Oh, don't invite him again. He does mirrors. He's crazy. Hi, guys. <laughs> like, Ugh, oh God, the wet, disp- this wet
2: disposition.
1: Yes. <laughs> wet di- I'm so
2: sad.
0: Does,
1: does sound like language that would also fit within the realm of Alice in Wonderland. So
0: It does. And I mean, in the UK, you can use wet in like any object to like be an insult.
2: So, like you don't
0: have to call someone a wet blanket. You can call them like a wet mailbox. <laughs> It works. No one's going to question you.
1: You're quite the wet McDonald's, I say. (laughs) Wet McDonald's.
0: Today, mirrors are categorized by shape, structural method, and reflective material. Sweet. And that's just, that's it. That's mirrors. Very short history
1: today. Yeah, A a long but uncomplicated one overall.
0: It is. They've been around for a very long time, but nothing super crazy has happened.
1: <laughs> it does seem as like a product. Yeah, it does <laughs> seem like a product that doesn't, like by its very nature, can't benefit from a lot of upgrades. They're yeah. like, hey, we put a digital clock in this one. Cool. It's still cool. just, we put a we put a ring light around it. Yeah, but you awesome. didn't really change the mirror. Like it's still just glass with tin and and a little bit of mercury i mean i know we don't use mercury anymore but
0: yes but with that i have some superstition for you because all mirrors have superstition
1: are we going to start with the seven years yes perfect because that's the one i know
0: yes seven years of bad luck it is the most popular myth and the myth or superstition is that you break a mirror and you have seven years of bad luck which goes back to the ancient Romans, where wow. they believed life was renewed every seven years. So that's where they get that timeframe. Wow! Instead of just yeah, seven sounds like a good number.
1: It sounds all right. Well, it's it, like they didn't live as long back then, so it seems like that's true.
0: Seven was a long time.
1: Yeah, that seems like a long period of time. Like it renews every seven years, but you might not make it seven.
0: That's true. You might die before then. You'll die oh. in the war.
1: Exa- oh. It's half of 14. I wonder if that has anything to do with the Ides. Like, is there a... I wonder if there's a, num- a, a name well, for the seven. Well, the Ides is
0: 15.
1: Oh, shit. I thought...
0: The Ides of March so, is the 15th.
1: <laughs> All right. So I'm learning. I'm here to learn. I thought it was... Two, I always think of it as two weeks. You know, half of a month. It's two weeks. But... Oh, like
0: a twelfth night? Is that what you're thinking of? No, two weeks would be 14. Yeah, a Twelfth Night, I'm pretty sure is 14.
1: It's that doesn't weeks. make any sense. Why would it be it called It doesn't, nothing about it makes sense. All right, well screw it, then I don't feel as bad. <laughs> I mean, IDS doesn't even make any sense. Wait, are you thinking of a Fortnight? Yes, that's oh, what I'm thinking oh. of. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm very much in thinking of, so they have Twelfth Night, which is a Fortnight from Christmas that's what i was thinking wait
1: wait oh okay i thought you were just finally down to my level for a second but but a 12th night is actually a thing
0: it it is a thing it is
1: okay damn
0: it it's usually when people burn their christmas trees in like a big bonfire oh because they're all dry from christmas oh it's fun if you've never been it's fun
1: i have to actually cold. Inside. I actually have done that and it is quite a lot of fun. That's the biggest bonfire I've ever seen. And if you haven't done it, I highly recommend trying it at home. Don't try yeah. it at
0: home. Don't try it. Do, yeah, don't don't try it at home. In it's Eagle, really they have the fire department running it. So
1: Oh, so it's yeah, it's almost like a disposal day. Like bring your yeah, tree they're down. Like, hey, okay, bring yeah. your tree, we'll burn it for you. That's like, awesome. oh yes oh yeah and you bring some like chili and some hot cocoa and just sit outside it's and watch them burn sweet. all the trees
0: it's, it's beautiful
1: yeah, i'd be down for that yeah
0: 12th
1: so that's a 12th night so it's yes 12th night is a special fortnight because christmas
0: yes is that where the <laughs> 12 nights
1: is that where the 12 days of christmas comes from
0: no i think that comes from something else
1: all right write that down we'll put it on the list of podcasts okay Whatever. 12th give me
0: is. two seconds i'm gonna write that down Add it to the list.
1: That was a long tangent. We already, uh, we left seven years a long time ago. Yeah. Circling like a mirror.
0: Yes. We're returning to our origins. That is, that is the superstition of breaking a mirror. We got no reflection, which means you have no soul. Oh. Yeah. Which is. The most commonly associated with vampires, but I guess it's right. also with witches because neither of them have souls.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've pretty much only ever attributed it that to uh, to vampires. I don't. I maybe once saw something with witches, and I thought that was weird. But that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like if the original superstition was not having a soul at all, that would make sense.
0: Yes, and the reason they have that as if you don't have a soul, you don't have a reflection, is because mirrors are meant to reflect your soul back to you. So if you don't have one, you can't have a reflection.
1: And as we have stated, vanity is the most important thing to humans. So if you didn't have a reflection, they're like, oh God. My, oh God, my what's soul. wrong with you? Yeah. You don't have a reflection? Your mirror doesn't work? <laughs> Bitch.
0: Did you hear that, Jessica? Stacy doesn't have a reflection.
1: Oh my God, I knew it. I knew it. I saw her at school and I was like, why do I only see myself standing in the mirror? It's like, oh, because you're a slut.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's like the worst time to take a sip of a drink. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this will be good. I was like, oh, no. Daisy. I was trying to not choke and die. Our next yeah, one is. Luck. Bloody Mary.
1: Oh yes.
0: Which, I am as, genuinely
1: curious about how this shit got started.
0: That's the thing is nobody knows. Like nothing well, god I damn it. Found, like, seem- I know. Anytime like I've heard about Bloody Mary or like heard yeah. about like the superstition with mirrors, like nobody seems to know where it came from, but they that's seem to think that it most likely is married Tudor because of how many people she killed for not being Catholic.
1: Oh, Oh, that yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. She's gonna come
1: for you in the mirror.
0: it's, It's interesting because I'm pretty sure Elizabeth killed more people. Like she executed more people, but I could be wrong. Like it's the fact that like she's not the most bloody monarch actually, but hey gotta hate someone
1: exactly people get famous for weird reasons
0: they do they really do just look at Logan Paul (laughs) (laughs) Ha! we don't know why but here he is
1: oh the internet you weirdo
0: it is so I have always heard different things about how many times they're supposed to say her name while like standing in front of the mirror Mm mm-hmm I've also heard like, you're supposed to turn the lights on and off. You're supposed to like spin around a certain amount of times. Like every story is just a little bit different. Right. Yeah. And then she's supposed to either appear as you or like behind you, like in front of you or behind you.
1: Right. Yeah. The one I, even it's so different, even growing up, like with kids at school, we would hear slightly different stories. And the one that I always remembered hearing the most was turn the lights off and I don't think it was a requirement but some people would say like you have a candle burning like a single candle burning in front of the mirror and then Mm. she would not necessarily take your place in the mirror but she would appear like as a face in the mirror in front of you and then she would like reach through the mirror essentially and kill you or whatever
0: yeah ours was you had to turn the lights off and spin around three times and say it And then, like, the same thing, she'd, like, appear where your face is and, like, kill you, which I remember as a kid being, like, so afraid of that. But then, like, because (laughs) you're, like, spinning around in the dark, you see yourself. Oh, yeah.
1: No, it easily, I could totally see how that would get incorporated because it would distort your vision Mm -hmm. just enough to make it look like it's happening. Yeah, we. I think me and my brother and a couple of our friends did it, like, twice before the age of eight or something and... I just remember it being like, wholly disappointing. Like it's just, yes. that's it. But there's always that little bit of tension where you're like, what if it actually happens? And then afterwards yeah. you think, why would we, like, even if it's yeah, like, why do we do that? Yeah, even as like like a young skeptical mind, like why would you even tempt it? Like it doesn't, just <laughs> on off chance, but it actually- It make sense. Yeah. It's like, get, grow up a little bit more, gain some more knowledge. Like, why would you, because the outcome is death. There's no positive aspect to it. just Like,
0: why? When you're that young, you do not think of
1: those things. Like, Very true. Yeah. yeah. You just don't want to so, look like the, the the scaredy cat. That's true.
0: So moving forward, I don't have a photo for this one. So
1: that looks pretty though.
0: Yeah. we'll we'll get to that one. Um, going back to last week's episode with mm. using mirrors to see your future husband, oh this right. is one we didn't cover. So this one's going to be a little different. It does incorporate Halloween though, because you have to do it at midnight on Halloween.
2: Perfect.
0: You peel an apple, throw the skin and it has to be one long length. So it right, all right. in one, one go. Mm-hmm. You throw it over your left shoulder with your right hand and you are supposed to see your future husband in the mirror. And I'll get into like the logistics
1: a little bit more. <laughs> oh, the logistics are important. This is So you're supposed to have a welcome. lit candle oh, okay.
0: in front of the mirror. And like, after you peel it, you then take a knife and cut it into nine pieces, into nine slices. Wow. You're supposed to eat eight of them.
1: Oh my God. And
0: then throw the ninth at the mirror.
1: I don't know why, but I was really hoping that part of it would result in throwing apple peel at the mirror. I don't know why. You throw the
0: physical apple slice at the mirror and your future husband is supposed to catch it. And if he doesn't appear and doesn't catch it, then you're supposed to die, you know, as per last time.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: If this doesn't happen, death, because there's no other alternative.
1: Right. There's, I love how how much of that era was just like, eh, you know? And uh, if Death, if if you decide die. to tempt fate, then uh, yeah, you die. Yeah.
0: Our next bit of superstition is feng shui. Oh. Which, if I am actually saying that wrong, I would love for someone to correct me because I found out recently that I pronounced Shi wrong, and I'm like no one has corrected me in like ever.
1: I I can't. I can't even say that I know what you're talking about enough to say that you're wrong. So,
0: you know, in I'm um, sure it's fine. Tea, you can have like the jelly. It's oh. like one of, their, it's one of those, like one of the flavors.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I've been saying that wrong. I'm like, Oh, no one has ever corrected me on this and I feel <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to pronounce things correctly when possible. That's so, true. One of the things you are not supposed to do is have a mirror that faces your bed. Oh, because it is believed that while you're sleeping, your body and spirit is repairing itself.
1: True. So you're sort of true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I understand this one. Like this to me makes more sense. You're releasing that negative energy. So if you have it facing your bed while you're releasing this energy, it's then being like reflected back to you. So then you're regaining that negativity.
1: I thought you were going to say it like got trapped in the mirror or something, but that's
0: No, we'll get to that, but that's a different thing. Okay. (laughs) And you're supposed to have a mirror facing your door when you come like when you walk into your place, which is what this photo is. Gotcha. Because it is supposed to scare away spirits from like entering your home. Nailed it. Yep. It's a repellent.
1: Just, just for the record, that's what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> you, so, you're in the totally same wavelength.
1: Perfect. Totally called it.
0: Um, so there's one with getting good luck on your marriage, which I've never heard this one.
1: But I'm assuming it ends in it's, death. If like... No, it does
0: not.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: Actually, so it's as a newlywed couple. So, like, you're supposed to do this shortly after you say your vows. You and your spouse are supposed to look. Into the mirror with each other. And what it's supposed to do is create an alternate universe where your two souls can live together forever in happiness. oh so, I know. This sounds like super sweet.
1: Like, yeah. But then in reality, you, know. you and your mortal husks are left with each other for uh, a temporary, like, so it creates an alternate universe where like alternate versions of you get to live happily. And then you are left in this realm to just be like, well, I guess we're stuck together now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know (laughs) if maybe part of it is the idea with like your soul getting trapped in mirrors that like that's what the idea is like supposed to then be after you die.
1: Either way, I think my vibe for this episode is I'm going to try to find any positive thing you say and turn it negative.
0: I think that's fine. It's good to be skeptical.
1: (laughs) For sure. And
0: one of the other things with good luck is uh, they do this in the Jewish tradition, which is breaking the glass.
1: I always wondered about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the more pieces it breaks into is like the more years of happiness you have together.
1: Oh, interesting. So You
0: want that thing to really break.
1: (laughs) I was going to say they chose a good medium then because glass is notorious for lots and lots of shards.
0: It is. We're going to get into covering mirrors.
1: Oh my, that's great.
0: I know. So you're supposed to do this after someone passes away and you're supposed to do it like almost immediately.
1: Right, right.
0: Because if a soul encounters a mirror before their body is buried, they will get trapped into the mirror. Oh God. With this, it is believed that if you have a mirror and it just suddenly tarnishes, that is what has happened. Yeah. Or... A lot of people will report that if this is what they think has happened to their mirror, they'll see the face of the deceased person in the mirror, like when they look into it.
1: Ooh, that's creepy.
0: Yes. If you want to know more about that, look into the mirror that Zach Baggins has at his haunted museum, because he has a mirror that is supposed to do that, but I cannot for the life of me remember who it was. I believe it was someone involved in the Mafia.
1: Like the Hobbit Mafia, like from the Shire? No. <laughs> you said his name was Zach Baggins, right? Cousin of Frodo?
0: Zach Baggins. Come on. He's ghost hunter from Ghost Adventures. Oh, where, as they say on and that's why we drink Zach Bagel bites.
1: We apparently run in different circles because I have no idea who this is.
0: Oh, we follow him on Twitter. So, okay. <laughs> you can just look on there, and All you right. can just look for his stuff.
1: I'm gonna come for you, Baggins.
0: <laughs> oh God! Don't do that.
1: No, I'm gonna block I'm, us on
0: everything. I mean. I mean, that's better, not the worst thing that ever happened.
1: He better cover up that mirror because I'm I'm coming through.
0: It is also believed that demons can use mirrors to enter or escape into <clears throat> our world from the spirit world. Hmm but I don't know if like something has to happen in order to open it as a portal. I mean, that's a huge belief that mirrors are portals for yeah. malicious spirits.
1: Well, if John Constantine is to be believed, they uh, rip themselves through the uh, the mortal coil of a young woman and uh, you can trap them in a mirror and then shatter the mirror and that destroys the demon or at least exercises them back to hell. Now, oh, I damn. know that- I know John Constantine is a comic book character, but I think the science holds up.
0: I would not be surprised if that is like what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Again, I didn't look into it. (laughs) (laughs) We will never know. Exactly. Um, Another
1: tagline for this show is just like doing the bare minimum.
0: (laughs) I think we, we try a little more than that, but like maybe not much. All right. That's fair. So um it's supposed to be good luck if you accidentally scare yourself while walking by a mirror like your reflection scares you.
1: Okay. That Which I've like done a weird so one. many
0: times. <laughs> oh, good luck. It's like I don't know what it is like you see yourself out of the corner of your eye but it doesn't look right to you so you, it like scares you for whatever reason. That. I do that. I've done that like quite a bit at grandma's house when that middle bedroom had the mirror like right by the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would do that uh, there like all the time. I'm like what is with this mirror?
1: As weird as this might sound, like the more that we've talked about this, I feel like we can find a way to, for each one of these little tales to have some kind of logic. I'll admit this one doesn't make any sense to me. If you accidentally spook yourself, it's good luck.
0: Yeah, that, I, this one did not make sense to me. I'm like, okay, like, I don't know how I, that tracks, but cool. Yeah,
1: I don't understand how like, that... Uh, I
0: understand the, like, seeing yourself and, like, that out of the corner of your eye, like, spooking you, but I don't know how that's supposed to be the block.
1: Well, and if there was more to it, like, like if you see something that you weren't expecting, like, it's it's like a demon trying to possess you, but when you look at your reflection and you get spooked, it scares the demon away like I could and then you have god, I feel like because, such a badass right oh my god uh-huh. gotcha demon uh-huh.
0: yeah my sheepish uh-huh.
1: my sheepishness has saved me once again and now a year of good luck for no reason
0: <laughs> I mean I'll take the good luck but I'm sure yeah I don't understand it
1: I was gonna say I'm not gonna question the result just yeah. just the mechanics of it I guess
0: yeah and our last little bit of superstition is what is called as mirror calming.
1: Cal- like so, cal- like with an L, calming?
0: Yes, like you are calming okay. yourself down.
1: Fair enough. All right. Yeah.
0: So you're supposed to do this if like you're feeling nervous or anxious. You're supposed to look in the mirror to help make yourself less socially awkward.
1: But you just scared yourself. So you just got good <laughs> luck. Why would you be anxious? I-
0: I don't know. Maybe this is another time.
1: I suppose, yeah, some people would spook themselves. They'd be happy and about you're the good nervous. luck. but Yeah, but yeah, you get anxiety because you're like, oh, what if it didn't work or something? All
0: right. Oh, maybe, maybe. But it's supposed to help you develop a bit of a better sense of self, but you're not supposed to look uh, at it for too long.
1: Of course, or you'll because die. The
0: spirit world will steal your soul.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> so you spook yes. a demon. spook a demon to give yourself good luck
0: and they take your soul
1: well but that's just gonna build your anxiety more how are you (laughs) supposed to use the mirror to calm yourself when all you can think of is okay i better set a timer and not to mention like back when this was prevalent i'm sure they didn't have like like good clocks and stuff to time themselves how do they know how long they're supposed to look god damn man i really don't know you know, some people say that today's world is scary, but I mean, living back in some of these times. I'd,
0: was... I'd, say, I'd say the the like 30s and 50s are pretty scary.
1: Well, that's true. And I'm not saying that today's world isn't scary. And I suppose part of it is that we have a lot of science to back up certain things. So we know for a fact that some things are true and that that's we're all true. likely going to die within the next like 100 years from global warming and whatnot. But these people yeah. back in these times like we know now that this is all bullshit but they believed it they believed mm-hmm. that there were that the spirit world was going to take their their they soul heartedly believe that oh my god then why even have a mirror people their vanity know. vanity see vanity, it all comes vanity back wins wins every yep. time
0: it's like capitalism capitalism always prevails
1: that's true that's true it all literally always does
2: it's so tough.
1: It's, it's just a, so. yeah. It's just another step up from vanity. Wall Street is capitalism's mirror.
2: It is.
0: It kind of is actually.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you Look stare too long, it'll steal your soul.
0: Yeah, it really will.
1: Oh man, we get deep on this podcast.
0: We do. I'm making myself another drink to prepare for this next one because it's
1: oh, oh it's my a bit god, a that's a good sign. Well, now I'm excited.
0: Have you seen the video where the girl finds an apartment behind her mirror?
1: Oh, I don't think I've actually seen it, but I've I've heard but you've heard about it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I saw this and I actually was telling my roommate about it. I'm like, yeah, like that's so horrifying. Like she could have had this guy like come through the mirror if he really wanted to.
2: Yeah. And she's that like, is actually, terrible.
0: that's happened before. Like, I have a story for you. I'm like, oh.
1: Oh <laughs> what?
0: But, which brings us to the story of Ruthie Mae McCoy.
1: Oh, that is a spectacular name.
0: She is a great name. I think she Is
1: fantastic. she from is she from like Oh, that I thought this she was, was like from in, Ireland.
0: No, she's not from Ireland. She is from Chicago.
1: Oh, Ruthie.
0: Yes.
2: From
1: Chicago. So
0: Ruthie is from Chicago. The more I read about her story, the more I'm like, I respect Ruthie. So So, during the time, Ruthie was living in the south side of Chicago in the projects of ABLA. She lived in one of the brownstone Y-shaped buildings called the Grace Abbott Homes. I'm pretty sure those are still standing today, as far as I know they are. She lived in what was considered one of the most dangerous buildings in ABLA. And the building she lived in was most known for its dark interior, malfunctioning elevators, pitch black stairwells, cocaine, and PCP attics.
1: Oh my God, plus people in the walls? Jesus Christ.
0: Ruthie,
1: Ruthie, (laughs) get out of there.
0: I know. So Ruthie was born in Hughes, Arkansas, she was one of eight children. So imagine like one of our aunts and uncles, one I was of just eight.
1: Gonna, yeah, I was just going to say that sounds about, about right for yeah. that time. When
0: she was very young, her family moved from Arkansas to Chicago, which I guess at the time that was the thing for a lot of families of color to do was to move to Chicago from the South. Hmm. I don't blame them. Hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> It's fair, not necessarily specifically Chicago, but leaving the South generally leaving seems the South like a good in, plan
0: in general, especially during the like twenties. That would have been around when she was born. I didn't get an exact date, but she would have been born in the twenties and thirties.
1: Yeah, it seems like generally the further back in time you go, the more good of an idea it becomes to leave the South.
0: Yes, Ruthie attended Phillips High School for a little more than a year. Not sure what she did after that, but she did start to show some signs of mental illness beginning in her twenties. Her family and relatives were not entirely sure what her mental illness was. And of course, during that time, mental illness is not a thing you really did anything about.
1: For sure. Yeah. You were, you were just the weird one.
0: Yeah. And for her like some of her signs and symptoms or paranoia, she'd talk to herself and she'd have some like bouts of anger, she'd just get really angry sometimes.
1: Okay, it's starting to sound like you're just describing me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god, am I Ruthie? No. <laughs> I but do Ruthie? I do talk to myself. I will be able I think a mail. lot
0: more people talk to themselves than um, more people are wanting to admit cuz I know I
1: do For that, sure. But- well, and I think since the era of Bluetooth headsets and stuff, especially with them becoming smaller and oh, smaller, yeah. it feels so much more comfortable to just be having a full on, on yeah, kind of like be having essentially a full-on conversation with nobody around. And I'm oh, yeah. basically just standing there like, what kind of bread do I want? Is this kind of the and I'm like literally speaking questions I'm to like, no do one? Do really for... you want this bread
0: or like do I yeah. I do that at the store? Like I I do this in my normal life. <laughs> it's just a thing.
1: Okay, I do feel a little I, better then.
0: Not, I think when it gets to the point where it's more on the side of delusion as if you were speaking to someone who's not there.
1: If I start actually talking to the bread and expecting it to respond, I'll uh, Yes, I'll I think help. that's
0: where it starts to kind of have that, it starts to kind of be more that line. So Ruthie grew up in a devout Baptist household. Her mom was a huge Baptist. So a lot of her family thought that her mental health problems was because she was no longer going to church or the demons were taking over
1: her. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. You ain't getting Uh, enough Jesus.
0: Yes, you don't have Jesus. Mental illness, obviously. Yep. Insert eye roll here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of a weird fine line with religion where it's like, oh, you're talking to yourself? Well, you don't have enough Jesus. And then it's like, you think Jesus is talking to you? Well, you're getting a little too much Jesus. You're crazy.
0: You're like, oh, that's too much. You yeah. you went a little too far. Yeah. Ruthie only had one child. She had a daughter when she was 27. She never married. Her daughter's father didn't really stick around. Oh. And it was during this time that some of Ruthie's mental health had worsened. So off and on, her daughter would stay with other family members. Right. Unfortunately, because of her mental health, it kind of prevented her from holding down a job long term. Yeah. Because she would be in and out of mental health institutions just to try to take care of herself. So Ruthie and her daughter lived in the Dearborn homes, which is like one of the South Side projects in Chicago. They later left to then live in the, what they called um, ghetto apartments on the south and west sides of Chicago. I didn't get any names for those specific buildings. At one point, Ruthie was taking care of her grandson. I think she had grandsons, one of her grandchildren, while her daughter was in jail for about a year, during which their basement apartment flooded. Oh, my gosh. Yes. and
1: are having that was, a rough go.
0: Yes. She had a bit of a rough go of it. And I, like, whew, Yeah.
1: I
2: don't know
0: what I would do in this situation. I'd be really upset. With her basement apartment flooding in the Humboldt Park apartments, she then applied for emergency housing, Fair. where she requested to live at Wentworth Gardens on the south side, so she was closer to relatives. And she specifically requested to not be in a high-rise building, which is what ended up happening. She ended up then being placed in the Abbott homes in May of 1983. So those buildings, she was on the 11th floor.
2: Oh, wow.
1: So
0: Absolutely nothing she wanted. She preferred to be in the ground levels.
1: Although I can imagine, I actually find that to be a slightly odd request considering that her basement apartment just flooded. I'm like, yeah, put me as high up as you can get. I don't want that flooding shit to go down again.
0: With that, it doesn't quite make sense, but it'll make sense a little later on. Fair enough, all right. With just the way like these buildings worked with other people.
1: Oh, okay. It'll
2: make sense.
0: So while living at Abbott homes, Ruthie was known as like the bag lady. She would dress as such curse at strangers and wave sticks at teenagers that were in her way oh my although her neighbors had said she had recently turned over a new leaf and was being a little less ornery
1: a little less
0: a little less but i like how she's a crazy cat
1: lady without any cats so she's like i'm just gonna give me these bags
0: i mean ruthie you do you yeah i support
1: it go get it ruthie you be you be that crazy bag lady that's all right
0: unfortunately with a lot of people in this building they all faced some struggles with mental illness so having to deal with mental illness while living in the projects like you're dealing with demons inside as well as like outside your home right so that very, sounds like
1: classic u.s
0: it does it's america
1: yeah
0: not much has changed no <laughs> uh, that's the unfortunate part
2: yeah
0: So the first two years, Ruthie lived in her apartment with her daughter, her daughter's boyfriend and her two grandchildren. Although Ruthie and her daughter's boyfriend did not see eye to eye and they would often fight with each other.
1: Shocker. I know. In
0: 1985, tension had grown to be enough that her daughter, her daughter's boyfriend and her grandsons ended up moving out, Mm. which only seems to aggravate with these mental health condition which yeah makes me sad because she then since she was living alone she's then living in constant fear of like being mugged or burglarized
2: oh for sure She,
0: yeah she had her apartment complex change the locks at least twice while she lived there and Damn. some of her neighbors said her behavior started to seem a little more bizarre like she would wear heavy winter coats in the summer and Ugh. several pairs of pants
1: Oh my God. In the
0: winter, she would be like laying in the snow banks making snow angels.
1: Well, that's just fun.
0: That just sounds like she's living her best life making snow angels. The snow is a bit much.
1: She's been overly hot all summer. She's super excited for it to be winter. That just sounds, yeah, that just sounds She just sounds like a winter person to me. Exactly. In
0: 1986, Ruthie had to take one of her grandsons to the emergency room while she was watching him. As He had fallen down the stairs, although because of her mental health, she was having a little bit of erratic behavior. And some of the people working in the emergency room saw it as troublesome and speculated that she maybe abused her grandson. So they called the Department of Child and Family Services, Mm -hmm. which she then became upset about, understandably, because she didn't do that and her family attests that she had never done so to her -hmm. grandsons her grandchildren she loved them
1: she may be crazy but she's not that crazy
0: yeah and at that point she was then institutionalized by the state of illinois and was given an official diagnosis of ispi schizophrenia which is a residual type of schizophrenia weird yeah, so it is characterized by the absence of prominent behavior, such as, like, social isolation, peculiar behavior, vague speech, and odd beliefs.
1: Okay. I'm like, the majority of the country. Of yeah, like that's that sounds really relevant <laughs> right now.
0: I'm sure they have more strict guidelines, but I didn't look it up because I didn't think it was important to the story.
1: Well, and it's on brand for us. Yes, it is. Exactly.
0: So at this point in time, Ruthie was very close to moving out of her home. So this is 1986, 1987. She was wanting to move out of the projects and into a better living situation.
2: Yeah.
0: She had recently received assistance from Supplemental Security Income SSI for her mental disability. And that program more than doubled her income at the time and they also retroactively paid her for the benefits she should have received which I feel like that's unheard of
1: no kidding go Ruthie go
0: yeah so she then got like a lump sum of like two thousand dollars which I feel like in the 80s that's pretty good money
1: Sure, yeah I'll take yeah take two grand that she was happy to get that
0: yeah so Unfortunately for Ruthie, that did kind of make her a bit of a target because she didn't have just like neighbors who wanted to rob her. She had a lot of preachers and ministers reaching out to her, which.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. This really bothered me because since like she had grown up in a more religious household, having preachers and people that she doesn't know. Yeah. Reaching out to her and being like, oh, give us money. like That seems really predatory to me and that doesn't sit right with me
1: for sure. Yeah, no, it sounds totally predatory.
0: Yeah, she had a Baptist preacher from Fort Lauderdale, which she never lived in Fort Lauderdale, so he, like, would write to her for money, and he'd be like, oh, open up your pocketbook and give Jesus a beautiful love offering of the largest bill you have. Wow. He had a minister in Ohio offer her a Special personal bottle of water from the Jordan River in exchange for a donation.
2: Huh, she, very nice.
0: I, I know. She had a New York minister send her a piece of sacred anointed wood that she was to oh, knock on three Jesus. times and then sleep on for one night and one night only, and then wow. pay for the postage to return it with the donation of $18. <laughs> on top and had, of the what the yeah. hell and then she had a lot of solicitations from the fundamentalists which is the lds church oh wow And that's actually to me the fundamentalists are it's a very i would say extreme group and maybe we'll cover that in another episode okay some of the stuff blows my mind
1: for sure i love how all of this is like well where were you when i was really having trouble like, oh, yeah, I'm going yeah. to be in contact when, when I have Where some money. are you, money.
0: Fort Lauderdale preacher?
1: Yeah, which you were talking about how, like, in the 80s, two grand is a lot of money. And no doubt yeah. that it is. But, like, it's not like I can give everybody I know money. Yeah. Kind of, like, it's, it's still just the 80s. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah, it's, not, it's not like, like hey, she suddenly hey, had 10 I won million a million dollars. dollars. It's, right,
1: yeah, it's still two grand.
0: Yeah. Like, it's... It's a good chunk of money, but it's not that good.
1: Right, but they still want it. They still... Yeah,
0: and hmm. Ruthie's daughter hated to see her mom give money to any of these con men. She's like, no, like, don't do it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I would totally be Ruthie's daughter in this situation, but, like, don't give them a dime.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Deserve
0: nothing. But Ruthie would send it anyways, and she's oh. like, oh, like, you just don't have faith, and... Ruthie. You know, I kind of see grandma doing something mm-hmm. like this in a way yeah, which makes sure. me like a little worried but grandma at least has like the wherewithal to be like
1: yeah grandma's still yeah. doing pretty good she's pretty smart the uh yes I've gotten worried a little bit there was a woman on one of the routes I delivered who uh she literally stopped me when I was delivering mail to their apartment complex once and asked me about like how to handle these like is there any kind of list she can get on so that she doesn't get these solicitations because oh. uh she sent this, this one dude sent her a letter in the mail asking for $20 and she didn't want to give oh, him $20, no. but he sent another letter. And so she oh, gave him no. $20 and I was like, oh no, yeah, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. And no, she's no, like, no. and then he said for
0: harassment.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then she, he sent another letter. So she sent him another $20 and I'm like, no, no, you no, throw those you away. Do
0: not, you throw them away. You do not yeah. send them money. If they do not leave you alone." You take that as evidence, yeah, and file for harassment because they will not leave you alone.
1: Yeah, I was like, that is you did uh, that is the opposite of what you should do. You should tell them to do not leave don't you give alone. them anything. Yeah, give them zero money.
0: On April twenty second in nineteen eighty seven, Ruthie called nine one one at about quarter to nine, absolutely frantic she explained to the dispatcher that someone was trying to come in through the cabinet in the bathroom
1: it's like the wow mirror cabinet yeah like yeah behind the mirror so
0: behind like medicine cabinet mirror yep and she was stating on the phone that they threw the cabinet down and that they were trying to get in the bathroom like they couldn't get in but they were trying to and she was she was obviously scared
1: for sure yeah that's creepy
0: And the dispatcher wasn't sure what all she was trying to explain to him and sent a police officer to her apartment for a disturbance with the neighbor. That's what the report was. Okay. He didn't report that it was a break-in attempt when he spoke to the police dispatch. Right. Which could be why the police didn't arrive as quickly as I'm sure Ruthie was hoping for.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: Because they just think it's her and a neighbor having like a
1: dispute or something.
0: Yeah, like they're going to cool off. Maybe by the time we get there, like it'll be over. Who knows? At 902, another 911 call came in from the same apartment building. And it was one of Ruthie's neighbors. They reported hearing gunshots and shouting from Ruthie's apartment.
1: Holy crap.
0: So then two more police officers were sent to the scene. So at about 9:10, four police officers arrived at the apartment building. They drove around to the office and got a key for Ruthie's apartment, which didn't work.
1: Oh my. Okay. So
0: they weren't sure if they should break into the apartment since she didn't answer when they knocked. Right. And they tried speaking to other neighbors. No one answered across the hall. The neighbors down the hall said they didn't hear anything. They contacted the office and were like, oh, like, should we break into the apartment? Do you have a different key? They said, no, we don't have a different key. We don't think you should break in because if something happens, like, you're liable for damages. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: they considered their options and they ended up leaving the building at 948. Wow. So the next evening, another call Oh, that's the May. end
1: of that instance? Like, yes, just... that's
0: the end of the evening. That was it. Wow. They went home. The next day in the evening, another call was made by Ruthie's neighbor, Deborah. She asked for a welfare check on Ruthie. She always stopped by her apartment on her way out of the building and in the building when she like went to work or went anywhere. And since she didn't stop by, Deborah was worried. She's like, she yeah. always does this something's up like can you go check on her so about half a dozen police officers arrived as well as four to five security guards
1: oh my god
0: which i feel like that's a little overkill that's a lot of people
1: but they felt bad about the last night because they're like we really didn't do anything yesterday so we'll yeah uh... but
0: to have like 10 to 11 people For a welfare check is, that is to me, that's that like
1: really absurd. Like, I i already forgot that much it was just, for the night
0: before. <laughs>
1: yeah, I already forgot it was just a welfare check.
0: Yeah, they knocked on the door, they didn't answer. Again, the security guards are like, No, like, don't break down the door. The tenant could sue us for property damage. Like, we don't want to deal with that. So, right. And they're like, And then, like if you do that, someone has to like guard the door for safety because they don't have a door anymore Hmm. they're like oh okay i guess we'll leave so then the next day deborah called again good on you deborah
1: go deborah go
0: she contacted the office and she's like hey no one's answering like no one seems to be doing anything about this so the office for the building then brought in a carpenter to drill through the lock wow okay fine we'll do something
1: we'll do something finally
0: It's only been two, three days. They then found Ruthie in her bathroom, laying on her side in a pool of blood, hand over her chest, and wearing one shoe. Oh. She had papers and magazines and coins thrown all about the apartment. There were signs of a struggle. Police officers said there was a bit of a smell. So they're like, oh, this definitely didn't happen like today.
1: I don't know why I was expecting a better outcome. I really thought that she was going to (laughs) be fine.
0: She was going to be fine sitting on her couch sipping tea. Yeah. Where the hell have
1: you all been?
0: I've been <laughs> sitting in here with this weirdo coming in and out of my apartment. To be fair, that would actually be a great ending.
1: I thought that, I really thought that's what it was going to be that she's just sitting there and some oh. dude was in a pool of blood. She's got a gun. She just, <laughs> she's like, well, he in. we
0: broke into my house. Mm-hmm. No, that was unfortunately not the case. The medical examiner determined that Ruthie had been shot four times by a gun of medium caliber. Wow. One bullet passed through her left shoulder, one through her left thigh, a third through the right side of her abdomen, hitting her liver, and a fourth through her chest, which severed her pulmonary vein. So her cause of death was internal bleeding. Yeah. And homicide, obviously.
1: Right, right.
0: Or I guess with the, I think the method would be homicide. So the medical examiner believed that even if they had gone there that first night and tried to take her to a hospital, just because of her injuries, she wouldn't have lived. Right. I mean, you sever your pulmonary vein—that's it's a, that's pretty a big deal.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of blood loss really quickly.
0: It is. So unfortunately, most of the tenants in Ruthie's building are used to this level of violence. And unless something super extraordinary happens, most of these stories are not talked about. Right. So with this apartment building, on average, they are killed at like a rate of two to three times more than anyone in the area.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah, this, this building is like not a safe building at all. There's usually a death about once a week Oh my god. Two to three times in the summer because that is a real thing that like there's more homicide in the summer months.
1: Right, right. People out and about just doing more stuff. Like, yeah. The heat
0: gets to people and people are like way more angry.
1: Yeah. Wow. Two to three times.
0: Yeah. At the end of April, Ruthie was one of three residents killed in that apartment building.
1: Good God.
0: So two days after her body was found, an unknown assailant beat one of her 40-year-old neighbors to death.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Three days after that, a 25-year-old female resident ended an argument with one of the other 20-year-old residents by stabbing her in the chest, which took place outside of the building. So they were both residents of the building. Right. There is some speculation as to whether or not Ruthie knew her attackers since they said there was no evidence of a break-in, but her mirror was gone and that was never found. Oh, wow. And in the call, she was saying that they were like breaking the mirror down. Yeah. So on June 10th, they found two, so by then they had found two suspects. And that was when her story actually became news. So about a month and a half after her death,
2: then people were
0: talking about it. Yeah. Because at the same time, there was another death that had happened. And part of the reason Ruthie's death was overshadowed, as well as like the other deaths of people in her building was because this other woman that had died lived in a suburb. She was white. And she was like a white collar worker.
1: Yeah. So now that you've got a white person involved, it's like, well, now we got to check in on this.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately her death was considered insignificant and the death that um, kind of overshadowed hers was that of Nancy Clay and she died in a high-rise fire. Oh, shit. So
1: she had all the
0: coverage through May and throughout her case, everyone talked about how the 911 system had failed her. Yeah. Whereas in Ruthie's case, That wasn't talked about. Yeah. Which we'll get into because that really bothers me. But her death like did raise questions, but it just didn't come until later. And one of the big things was particularly about how her building and the calls made from her building were neglected by police with multiple calls. Although no one in her building or in the projects was shocked by it yes yeah. they just for whatever reason that building seems to have a lot of death
1: yeah two it to was, three times a week seems was, like it's like a very much.
0: common for people to have break-ins murders people shove down elevator chutes oh god throwing babies out of windows which what what
1: why what
0: did the babies I don't do no
1: well you're talking about the like, heat into I people oh crap it's like there's crazy. something
0: about this building I'm like this is like what is going on here and before Ruthie's murder so about a year before, at least a year, people had been breaking into apartments and people had been making reports about it and people were using Babies? the mirrors and oh. pipes to hop from like apartment to apartment and you could climb above like on the sides of the pipes. yeah. And it was easy for people to get around. And with the cabinets only being secured by six inch nails and like nothing more,
2: oh, you hit that
0: enough, it's coming down.
2: Good God. So
0: it like, it was really well known in that building for people to purchase or rent adjoining apartments. Yeah. And then they would move from like apartment to apartment and they would use that to escape police.
1: Oh my God, that's fucked up.
0: It is all kinds of fucked up. And when questions with the police were raised, when they had a spokesperson first talk about it, they're like, oh, like we can't discuss anything until there's a full scale investigation. Mm-hmm. And that they were going to talk to the police officers involved, neighbors, the security guards, and all of that. Like they were going to do their due diligence. And then, when they were later asked about the progress, they're like, oh, like, we didn't need to talk to anyone because there isn't really anything to report.
1: Nothing to report. People are throwing babies out of windows. <laughs> That's like something that should be reported. I know. And God.
0: they're like, you know, like, we think it was the right call, just like, it was the right call to not break into Ruthie's apartment. And all of that and some of the people in the area and especially like after hearing this report speculated that had the call not come from the projects that they would have broken into the home right they would have said no this is absurd like you're not answering the door we have reason to suspect something has happened
1: right we'll deal with the consequences of like damaged property later we need to know whether or not this person is okay
0: yeah, so it it baffles me that they kind of used some of that as a reason to not do that welfare check, especially when she like wasn't answering.
1: Right. And, yeah.
0: Like they had been called multiple times about this. And like she she had called because something was happening and she's like, someone's trying to break into my house.
1: Yeah, she made a call. They go all yeah. the way out there she doesn't respond. There isn't even like a muffled voice from the other side, like,
0: I'm fine. Thank you. No, there's nothing.
1: Yeah. And they're just like, ah, I'm sure it's all right.
0: And the department stated that with so many 911 calls from the projects being hoaxes, that they have to consider what their course of action is and like what to do about it. Like they have to think about it more. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of stupid because No matter what, like when you call nine one one, they should be showing up. And maybe that's my privilege in thinking that that's what they're supposed to do, and not necessarily having a distrust of law enforcement. Right. Because I can imagine if I was in this situation and I didn't trust the police, like I maybe wouldn't necessarily call them.
1: The one handle it myself. (laughs) The one parallel that I can that I can relate to with this, and I'm not saying that this is on the same level of insanity or whatever but the idea of like it being a repetitious kind of call for them to go out there and they're like ah, it's probably nothing when when i was a freshman in college i lived in a dorm where for whatever reason the other guys thought that it was just the greatest thing in the world to pull the fire alarm and oh, it God. went yeah it went off probably three times in my first week and i was actually really shocked because especially knowing now where the fire department was located they were there within a minute I mean it was Mm -hmm. remarkable they were on top of it within that month like by the end of that month it they would show up in 10 minutes because dudes just oh no yeah they just kept pulling it and those of us who were not involved in that were kind of like You know, you assholes are putting the rest of us in danger. Because if something
0: actually happens and we need them, they're not coming.
1: Yeah, they're not going to give a shit, which Uh. I would think they're totally justified in doing. Like, stop pulling the fire alarm.
0: Like, in a way, if, if that is, like, what is happening, like, you can't blame them because you're like, yeah, like, that's annoying. But at the same time, like, you always want that to be the response that they show up
1: right me. and I yeah and so i'm i'm gonna say again i'm not like necessarily saying that this is the same kind of level of thing but like from yeah. a community standpoint like if i was someone living in that building i would be upset with like yeah if you guys would stop doing random stuff around my apartment we might this have better response happen. times yeah we might have better response times but yeah that's also just talking about idiot freshmen so it's yeah. a bit easier for them to understand that like it's there's not actually a fire
0: yeah so in the months leading up to ruthie's death her daughter had reported to the leasing office of the apartment that someone had already tried to break into her mom's apartment so it was one of those things that knowing that you're like oh this has already been an issue why are things like not being done about it and yeah no one came to, like, secure anything or check it, which I feel is very frustrating.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, and it was known in the apartment buildings that certain apartments were more vulnerable
1: to oh, wow.
0: break-ins.
1: Just because and, of, like, the setup of the building?
0: Yeah. And this happened to be where Ruthie's apartment was, is that apartments at the ends of hallways and corridors mm were the only ones that had adjoining cabinets to Mm -hmm. the other apartment.
1: Okay, got you.
0: So you can get into the other apartment, you can break in through the other side to the next one. Right. And with that, you have a higher risk of having squatters. And with that, like that can just make you an easier target for robbery, burglary, especially if you're living alone.
2: Yeah. Like they know you're
0: not home. They know you live alone. They're breaking in when you're not there Mm -hmm. or when they think you're not there. And a large majority of residents had witnessed and experienced break-ins. A good amount of residents at this building were concerned that their own doors weren't enough to protect them.
1: Oh, that would be the worst feeling ever.
0: Yeah, I know. I lock my door at night and I'm like, whew hard part is done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also have a ring doorbell. So I feel like that helps with like my peace of mind.
2: Yeah. And it and helps my neighbor
0: too. Cause anytime they use that front door, it records that like they've walked by mm-hmm. So like, she feels safe. Cause she's like, yeah, if something happens. Like I can come over and like, ask you about it. I'm like, yeah, I'd look it up if you need it.
1: Have you ever had any weird footage show up on your doorbell?
0: I have not I did have one time where I think it was UPS dropped off a package at my house at like 9:50 at night hmm. which like I was laying in bed I was relaxing and the doorbell's ringing I'm like yeah who the hell is showing up at my house
1: yeah.
0: and then when I looked I'm like there's nobody there
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so then I went and like looked at the replay once it had processed and I'm like there's no one there like I'm not going to go answer it right now and then I saw that it was a UPS delivery person dropping off the package at my house and I was like okay I feel a little less scared I don't know why you're coming to my house at nine fifty. like yeah
1: was it in the winter
0: it was like in the I want to say it was in like the fall or the spring okay it was like a weird time yeah And it was one of the nights my roommate was working, so I was home alone.
1: Home alone, right. I'm
0: like, I don't know how I feel about this. And that was when I had the package that was like misdelivered to my house. And I thought it was for me because the last name on it was Williams.
2: So I opened someone
0: else's package and I felt really bad. I gave it to the right person like the next day and I'm like, I'm sorry I opened your mail. And I felt a little bit of shame, but was also like, I mean, the delivery person brought it to my house at 10 o'clock at night and my last name is on it. So.
1: Well, as long as you got it to the right person. I did. I felt
0: less bad about it. That's good. So the big question that Ruthie's death ended up bringing up in Chicago and in the projects was why would someone want to hurt someone like Ruthie? Yeah. What was the gain out of it? what like what was the point? And with a little digging and psychology, it brought up the fact that a lot of project criminals, so criminals in the projects mm-hmm. are more willing and more likely to prey on people who are mentally ill and they're also more willing to kill someone for little money, which is what right. they believed the motive behind Ruthie's murder to be because she had gotten, like, this extra money. She was getting more for her, like, social security benefits Mm -hmm. with her disability. And they're like, well, like, if that's all I have to do to make a quick buck, like, I'll do it.
1: And so it's likely these assailants, well, in, like, that community, they might have, they probably knew who she was. They knew which unit she was in, and they knew that she had money.
0: Yeah and like I said earlier it it is believed that she knew who, who the it, assailants were right or they at least knew her like there was some sort of knownness about each other
1: a certain level of familiarity
0: yes that was what i was looking for <laughs> so at the end of the day the two defendants charged with ruthie's murder had the charges of murder, home invasion, armed robbery, armed violence and residential burglary. Wow. And Ruthie's family was able to come in and gather her belongings, which is when they discovered that the cabinet for her bathroom was not found. Oh. And you wow. could see through the wall like where the opening was and like the pipes in the wall. Yeah. And all of that and that is the sad story of Ruthie Aww. may she rest in peace
1: i have to admit that is not where i thought the evening was going when we started <laughs> <laughs> poor ruthie yes. it
0: it is quite a different turn but with that like viral tiktok video that of course in my very dark crime junkie mind was like that girl's going to get murdered
2: <laughs> girl's gonna get. Like that was the
0: first thing I thought of, and I know that's a terrible thing to think of, but
2: girl, you're going. To I mean, murdered. that is
0: like if there was an apartment building that shared a wall like that with my bathroom, yeah. where all you had to do was take the mirror down to get inside. Like, yeah, I would definitely think I'm getting murdered.
1: For sure, yeah. Like if you I, knew it was that easy, mm-hmm. of course, yeah, of course you would. That'd be terrifying.
0: Yeah. So, and Ruthie's murder brought up kind of the idea, again, I believe, of the Candyman murders. Yes. Which we'll do another time. Okay. Because that is actually something I don't know a ton about, other than knowing that, like, they came out with, like, the new movie for Candyman.
1: I was going to say just a quick aside. I saw that last weekend. It was awesome. Oh,
0: was it? It was good.
1: Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. It was, yeah. uh, I haven't seen the originals, but it makes me want to see the originals. And I also had no idea that that was like a real fable. I thought it was just a movie. No,
0: but, uh, it is. It is like a, uh, I mean, I guess we will find out.
1: Okay. Yeah. To I believe
0: that is an actual murder case is the candyman murders.
1: Yeah. Or it's at least
0: like a fable.
1: And yeah. And I'm only basing that on what it was like in the movie because the way that they talked about it made it sound like it was a real thing, like a a kind of classic sort of local folklore kind of thing. Yeah. I thought it was just a movie from the 80s and uh it was uh it was pretty interesting. Eye-opening and entertaining.
0: Yeah. So We'll look more into that and we will share that with everyone because hey, I, I do know. want to actually cover that and do its own separate thing. Yeah. Versus like trying to kind of do like a shallow dive into it just because I know it's a lot more complicated than that.
1: For sure. Yeah. Rather, yeah, rather than just being like a bit part, a bit part in like one other story yeah. like this one. Yeah, like make give it its own thing. That sounds good.
2: Yep.
0: So that is Mirrors. our story. Well, that was
1: great. Yeah. I, again, ended more sadly than I thought it would, but uh, Yeah.
0: It but was a downer. It yeah. is very
1: interesting. <laughs> Bit of a downer.
0: Yeah. I did not know the story of Ruthie May until my roommate suggested it to me. She's like, this would be great for your podcast. I'm like, it would. <laughs> you know me so well.
1: Yeah, not uh Definitely not looking for an apartment that just has a mirror uh, with just a few six inch nails holding things up. No. If I may, not. I do need, do you still have that last image up with, it's, it's a side-by-side of Ruthie and like uh like yes, a reader? I that to... is
0: the uh, article title of one of my sources, which I am going to go through real quickly since I didn't mention those at the beginning. All of my sources are Wikipedia, famemymirror.com, twowaymirrors.com, and then the Ooh. Chicago Reader,
1: which I know is where that
0: article is from.
1: I know I'm focusing on the wrong thing here, but I couldn't help but notice and nitpick the idea that if you look inside the cabinet, it's mm-hmm. sort of a, it's a cool effect because it's what would happen if, well, first of all, there needs to be another mirror on the other side But it's like a sort of infinity shot of like two mirrors on opposing walls. It's a really cool effect, but it doesn't make any sense because why would there be a mirror inside of the cabinet? And that would also necessitate there being a mirror on the other wall, which isn't odd, but you assume that there's going to be like either a door or a shower there or something. I was just like, well, I don't know if
0: it's supposed to be the idea that like you could move from like one through the other across apartments
1: that's what i was hoping they were but going it like for.
0: doesn't quite i'm just saying realistically no it sense. doesn't
1: make sense because yeah there should be shelves and well also again i know i'm nitpicking the wrong part of this this story but like wasn't yeah. the mirror and the whole cabinet pushed down so he wouldn't be literally coming through yeah no it
0: was completely pulled off of the wall and then they took it with them which I don't know what the point of that is or if like someone had gone in later and then took it before her family then like got in and like gathered her belongings. Yeah taking
1: it because yeah you'd almost expect there to be a bunch of glass on the ground from like them knocking it off the wall and it hitting the floor. Yeah taking it with seems like an odd move.
0: It does and I did look at some of the like a few of the crime scene photos I could only find like two and then of course there's um Somewhere people are like, you can use this to decorate your house for Halloween. I'm like, that's terrible. That's
2: terrible. Uh, thanks. Why oh. would
0: you do that? And it's like fake blood shower curtains. I'm like,
1: I oh, don't I w- know. Okay. I will say I actually To
0: me that screams more psycho.
1: No, yeah. There's there was I saw an ad on Instagram for like a bath mat that is reactive water
0: drips on it it that is yeah
1: I've seen that that is actually really cool because it looks so believable and then you know in like an hour it dries out and it's back to normal like that is something that I would genuinely love
0: yeah I've thought about that I'm like that would be that would be such a joy
1: although then it gets I get a kick out of it it's like green blood oh god (laughs) yeah you gotta wash it yeah you gotta wash it yeah you do if you wash it, does it come out of the washer all completely red? That's what I want to know.
0: I don't think so because you dry it. So well, it would yeah, be like red tra- in the washer, but then like you transfer it. And then exactly. in the dryer, it you have, Yeah,
1: you, so when you pull it out of the washer, it's totally dripping blood red. I oh, think so. And it would look like it is soaked with red blood, but it would drip clear water.
0: That would be so trippy.
1: Right? That's a, okay, now I want one even more. <laughs>
0: Right, so where can our listeners find us?
1: I believe that we are on Twitter and Instagram. I did not bring any of that up, of course. Hold on, let me pull the thing up. While I look that up, uh, we should rate the the pairings for this week.
0: So I'm going to give the drink a solid seven. Okay. Because I, I enjoyed it, but I feel like if I had just a little too much because it's so sweet, I would be a little unaware of that. And yeah, it would hit me like a ton of bricks. And I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: And the snack, it is a perfect like uh, sweet and
1: salty. Yeah. Type the-
0: snack. So I I enjoyed that. So I'd give it an eight.
1: Yeah. The sea salt worked out pretty well. I'm gonna give the drink actually, I'm gonna give that an eight just because it, um, it didn't turn out exactly like I expected, but it was still delicious and alcoholic uh, the way that I liked. I was, I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be a little too sweet, and it, it wasn't. So I could see myself drinking it uh, into the evening. And uh, I do think you raise a good concern about it being sort of deceptively tasty. So like you're not really yes. thinking about imbibing a lot of alcohol. But yeah, it's not it like eight. when you
0: drink a glass of wine and you're like, ooh, I know I'm going to get drunk from this. It's like, will right, I? Right. Probably not. And then you're like, oh, wait.
1: The uh, the treat on my end, and I'm going to take one more picture before I clean everything up. Um, I just we had have a slight, plate of
0: caramel sauce now.
1: Yeah, we had slightly different experiences with that. And uh, I'm going to go did. ahead and give mine a four. The taste was definitely phenomenal, but the, the presentation and the end result were not great. It is literally just a pile of mush on my plate. Now, I did eat all of the crackers and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, it turned out a little rough. There again, flavor was great. The flavor was, was what I was hoping for, but it was not, definitely not something I should have, I, I should have just gone back to the store and did what you did with like the actual kind of gel like fudge and uh, yeah and gone with the the knife.
0: Yeah, I'd say if you leave it too long, it starts to get a little too soft and the graham cracker like does soak that in. But the point is, is that you're not letting it sit and you're just like putting it together and eating it. So that's why I give it an eight.
1: Oh, well in that case, you know what? I I think maybe I'll go with five then, just because the, the <laughs> We've one upgraded to a five. Well, the the one advantage that mine has is if you get it in the fridge enough, um, because it is that shell coating version, it doesn't actually soak into the cracker.
0: Oh, oh, I didn't think you, about that.
1: Until you take it out and then let it sit for twenty minutes, <laughs> and then it becomes yeah. a pool of mush. But yeah, it actually the first the first initial bites were actually pretty great. Yeah,
0: I was pretty decently pleased and it kind of satisfied that like sweet and salty mix that I love because I usually have the uh, yeah. cravings for like salty stuff like that's more the snack that I'm like yes
1: mm-hmm. I like sweet
0: stuff but I'm definitely more of like the savory type
1: yeah it that worked out really well I was surprised I also liked um did you get the same kind of uh graham crackers in like the mini I packs did. I I really like that just because I I don't need that much sweets so it was nice yeah. to be able to open like just a half pack of like just the mm-hmm. eight squares, um, yeah. and and be like, yeah, now I don't feel like I have to eat the entire like pack of the entire
0: thing
2: of
1: <laughs> yeah. crackers.
0: Yeah. yeah, it worked out. Yeah, really good. that is very nice. I I did really enjoy that.
2: Yeah,
0: and now I just have graham crackers for just a snack if I want.
1: Hell yeah, and a buttload of alcohol. Yes. Well, if people want to, they can find us on Twitter at at Perry Pod. The end is spelled P-A-R-I-P-O-D. You can find us on Instagram at PeculiarPairingsPod. And if you have any suggestions or hate mail, you can send it to PeculiarPairingsPod at gmail.com. Please
0: don't
1: send us hate mail. That's fine. Twitter we're, can't take it. We're going to ignore I'll read all the hate mail.
0: We'll give it all to Matt. So only send it to Matt, please. Put
1: that oh, yeah. in the subject line. Yeah, I'll send it. I'll start a mini sode. Just reading all of your <laughs> crappy emails, it'll just be me crying into a into a bottle of whiskey for like twenty minutes. It's like and it'll
0: be and... like mean tweets with Jimmy or exactly it, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh a yeah, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna start totally sober. And for every tear I shed, I'll shoot some whiskey. And by the <laughs> end, I'll be like. And boner dickface69 at gmail says, You guys are pieces of shit. Oh, okay. Thanks, boners dickface. I'm gonna Thank go you. cry. Thanks. We appreciate so, it. Keep Thank sending you. them in. We'll keep drinking and thinking. Another t shirt. Boom. Drinking and thinking.
0: Drinking and thinking. And you all can find us on Patreon. It's slash peculiar pairings podcast And we'll put those all in the description so you don't have to search super hard for all of those. It'll just be there at your disposal.
1: God forbid anyone should do some work.
0: Oh God, no,
1: never. (laughs) Because yeah, that's clearly what we're all about. Until next time, listeners. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.